Welcome to the Myelin and Melanin podcast with Dawn and Dana. We are just two women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. Our listeners can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin, YouTube, and our website, of course, at www.myelinandmelanin.com. And this is episode 40. Yeah. Yeah. 40 episodes. Yes. We are so excited and honored to be joined again by the amazing neurologist and MS specialist, Dr. Aaron Boster. Yes, Dr. Aaron Boster is a board certified clinical neuroimmunologist specializing in multiple sclerosis. He is board certified by the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology and is a member of the American Academy of Neurology. So yeah, I'm excited. We welcome Dr. Boster. Okay. Thank you so much for talking with us, Dr. B. You know, you're a busy Um, man. It's my pleasure. You know, I I love what you guys are doing and uh, it's great to get a chance to chat with you again. Thank you. Thank you. So Dawn and I had a recent conversation about the previous therapies we've taken. Uh Um, As you know, we've been on a ton. So Abinex, Tasabri, Lemtrada, and Dawn's most, her latest um, DMT was Lemtrada, which has been successful for her. And I took Lemtrada as well, but it was not successful for me. And I ended Uh up developing another lesion and had a relapse and all of that. Mm. So my um, neurologist uh, prescribed Ocrevus for me. So my second round of Ocrevus is going to be coming up very shortly. Um, And we saw your most recent, well, one of your most recent videos, you talked a little bit about Ocrevus. Can you tell us a little bit about your thoughts about Ocrevus? I would be happy to. You know, you bring up a lot of really key things. And I want to start by saying, moving past uh, that Avenex uh, into Tysabri and Lentrada Mm -hmm. is really moving into an era of highly effective medicines. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's um, music to my ears that somebody's caring enough about you and that you are on point uh, with them to, to really try to beat this disease using the best medicines that are currently available. Right. And, and in my opinion, those medicines include uh, Lemtrada, they include Tysabri, they include Ocrevus. Mm-hmm. My, you know, my second thought is uh, I also have had patients who uh, I've treated with Lemtrada, and, and it's been a great success. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's such a feel-good, you know, that's a, such a feel-good experience. There's so much yes. emotional and physical um, involvement in, 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 in gearing up for and, and tolerating Lemtrada that yes. when it works, it's just a celebration. Um, mm-hmm. I have also had patients, as you describe yourself, mm-hmm. who, who have had Lemtrada, and I haven't had many where it just was a failure failure, but mm-hmm. where, where we didn't feel we were getting what we wanted. And, okay. you know, whether that be after the second course or after the third course, mm-hmm. there's been a handful of patients in whom we've decided the best course of action would be to then transition to something else. And mm-hmm. in all of those experiences to date, that something else has been Ocrevus. Mm-hmm. Now, and so, and so um, I, I also have had the experience of of leaving Lemtrada and moving on to Ocrevus. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, share, we share that to some degree. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of things about um, 
Ocrevus in specific or anti-B cell therapies, you know, mm. whether that be Ocrevus or Rituximab off-label or what's coming mm. down the pipeline, which really uh, is attractive um, in trying to treat this disease. And, and if I just review my opinions, and I would certainly love to hear from you know, from, from your perspective, you know, I, I have never received the drug myself, but, mm. but you know, a couple of things about Ocrevus just stand out. Um, one of them is not supposed to be a big deal, but I think it is a big deal. And that's the fact that it's infrequent. Yes. Um, and, you know, Tysabri is one hell of a good medicine. You know, let's be honest. Mm. It's, it is a very potent medicine. It's also mm. given every, every 28 days. Right. And it's back in the day, 2004, when this came out, that was like the best thing on the planet. You know, instead of injecting right. yourself daily or every, you know, every other day or, or, you know, whatever, now you're just coming mm -hmm. in for an infusion once a month. It's, it's, it's almost uh, funny how times change. And nowadays, yes. coming in once a month is a little too often. Um, right. And so mm -hmm. when I talk to uh, families about their plans for therapy, it really strikes me that someone says, well, gosh, can you go back to the one where you only do it twice a year, please, doc? You know, um, right. or, or they'll say, no, hold on. Are you trying to tell me that A, I could come here once a month or B, I could come here once every six months? And I have to say yes. And they'll say, well, maybe I'll do B, you know. So I think that that's a thing. I really I really do. Right. Um, you know, from a clinician standpoint, as a gentleman giving the medication, mm. uh, it, it's, it's, it's reassuring that, look, people come in to see us at least twice a year. And so mm -hmm. it's not, I, I feel if you can be clever in the timing uh, of, of linking things together, you can almost do this. Let's have MS twice a year thing where you come in, you get infused, you're right. seen the same day, or, you know, my preference is to see you while you're being infused. Uh -huh. And, and th that's, that's really lovely. Um, I also think that some patients um, have trouble with adherence. It's a challenge. Um, yes. You know, I've had times in my life where I'm not very good about taking my own medicines. And right. when you, when you uh, only need to be infused once every six months, or it's actually once every five to six months, mm -hmm. it's, it's not, I feel like it's not asking too much, you know, and even with challenging schedules, people who travel X, Y, Z, you know, you can figure out a way to get in there. Um, and so I think that the, the, the frequency of administration for Ocrevus is attractive. And, mm -hmm. and it's maybe even more attractive for people that want to live their lives most fully and they don't want to be tied down. So that's the first, that's Absolutely. my first thought. It, has that been your experience as you try to game out through this? Definitely. Another thing, you know, from obviously I went through the whole Lemtrada ordeal. And I say ordeal just because there's so much preparation before. Yep. And I mean, you get it. Yeah. But Okrabis was such a non-event, yeah. if that makes sense. Certainly. Like, you know, I came in and I didn't, there were, thank God, no infusion reactions or nothing weird happened. It was just, yeah. my mouth was a little dry. And then I came home and I was a little tired, had a little headache, but it was, that was it. Like I wasn't down for a week, you know, after yeah, my infusion, yeah. it was just, yeah, a non-event. And that's, which, yeah, that's, a, that's a yeah. really good point. You know, you, you, you bring up the tolerability. Um, mm -hmm. I've infused a lot of Lemtrada, you know, I love Lemtrada. I think it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's probably one of the single most effective therapies, but it's right. also one of the most complex. Uh, and, and right. it, it takes a very careful, steady hand uh, to guide someone through um, all of the tricks and traps of managing Lentrada. And when you're right. dealing with Ocrevus, that's just not the same, it's not the same sport. And so you're right I'm, that I think yeah. in, infusion reaction wise, you know, 
there's about a 92% chance that you're going to have an infusion reaction with Lemtrada. And there's a, a, a less than a 30% chance with that first infusion and less than an 8% chance with subsequent infusions that you're going to have infusion reactions with okra. And so I think, you know, what, what you're uh, sharing is consistent mm -hmm. with what a lot of people have told me that it just, the infusion just wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, right. It, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and that's a good thing. You know, that's a, that's a very good thing. Yeah. Now, can someone put up with a week of rough? Yes. But if you got yeah. to pick, but if you got to pick, would you? No. <laughs> yeah. right. right. Exactly. Um, exactly. I also think that the, that the, you know, more speaking more about the side effect profile, the side effect profile of an anti B cell killer is pretty, uh, pretty positive. I feel, mm -hmm. um, now, of course, you know, I, I have to frame this saying I'm not taking the medicine. So that's real big of me, but right. as I, <laughs> as I work with families, uh, that, that receive the medicine, that's been my experience. So, you know, what are we really talking about? We're talking about that low risk of a mild to moderate infusion reaction. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and what else are we talking about? The, the risk of infection is slightly higher than interferons. Um, you know, we recall from the clinical trials with okra that we compared the drug not to placebo, but to Rebif. And as compared to Rebif, the risk of infection was a couple percentage points higher for um, upper respiratory tract infections and a couple percentage points higher for urinary tract infections. But, but you know, and, and they can't run statistics on those numbers, but when you look at them side by side, it, it's not like a marked difference. Now, mm -hmm. we, we have learned that there's a small subset of patients when they receive an anti-B cell killer that it drops their Ig levels, it drops their antibody levels. And mm -hmm. we've mm -hmm. subsequently learned that in a very small amount of those patients, so now you're dealing with a subset of a subset of patients, that they may be at increased risk of infections. And mm -hmm. in, in my experience, having treated a, a bunch of people with Ocrevus, that's a very rare event and tends to occur, at least in my personal experience, in folks that are um, a bit older chronologically, you know, so mm -hmm. folks, you mm -hmm. know, folks who have crested the 60th year, uh, so on and so okay. forth. Now, okay. the, the way the way I game this out, frankly, is I, I don't get too crazy wild about checking lots of, you know, immunophenotyping, immunodeficiency panels. I think there's uh -huh. maybe a role for that for those of us that are particularly curious. But but, you know, uh -huh. I practice medicine in the real world. And in the real world, if you're having lots of infections, we're going to do something else. Right. Right, so, right. so if you're on whatever, whatever, and you have frequent UTIs or you have frequent upper respiratory tract infections, we, we might deem that that might not be the best for you. And, and I think that's very, right. it's simple, but I think it's, I think it's appropriate. Um, and it doesn't happen all that often. So I, so I right. think that that's nice. You know, when, yeah. when uh, there's, no, uh, there's no metabolism of ocrevus. And, you know, normally when you take a medicine, like, you know, I take a statin medicine, a cholesterol medicine, and that mm -hmm. statin medicine is processed by my liver. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so there's a role for checking liver enzymes, et cetera. And a lot of the MS medicines have, um, have labs that are either recommended or required for the monitoring and the safety. Ocrevus is catabolized. That's a funny word. Catabolism, mm -hmm. it's not processed by an organ like your kidney or your liver. It just dissolves in the bloodstream. And, and so as such, yeah, as such, you that is interesting. So, so wow. you notice that like, you know, the doc's not checking kidney and liver and stuff and bone right. marrow and whatnot. And the reason is there's nothing, you know, there's no cause. It's not processed by those organs. Um, and not having to be poked sounds nice. You know, uh, someone, a patient brought <laughs> yeah. up to me, yeah. you know, a patient who was on uh, Jelenia, Fingolimod. 
Uh, you know, mm -hmm. and I said, well, you know, and we were talking about doing Okravis actually. And he said, well, mm -hmm. if you think about it, doc, I'll get poked less often because you make me get labs every three months with Julenia and with Okravis, you're only, you know, you're only infusing me twice a year and there's nothing to check. And I thought, gosh, you're right. <laughs> you know, so, or if you think about, you know, an Avonex or, you know, you, 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 you get the mm -hmm. point, um, that there's something about that now. You know, 70% yeah. I would submit of people with MS are, well, I shouldn't say, that, are women. You know, this is a disease that tends to affect women more commonly than men. And, uh, and when we were studying ocrelizumab, uh, there was a question mark that arised as it relates to the question of breast cancer. Um, mm -hmm. Now, every single one of us has a family member with breast cancer. You know, one in right. seven, one in seven women experience breast cancer. So this is absolutely very serious. And mm -hmm. I'm delighted that now a th over a hundred thousand patients treated for over two and a half years, there's no signal. You know, we have not uh, seen it. We have not seen a breast cancer signal. Now, the, wow. the, Amer the American FDA made a a, a, a very reasonable statement. And they said, look, just do standard breast, you know, do standard cancer screening. And mm -hmm. I think it's made me probably a better doctor in general uh, in mm -hmm. that I'm now asking gals, Hey, are you up to date with your annual breast exam by your obstetrician gynecologist? Mm -hmm. Are you, if you're over 40, are you up to date with your mammograms? And it's not so much mm -hmm. because I have a fear of the ocrevus causing breast cancer because I don't, it's that right. I, I, it dawns on me, look, I ain't doing breast exams, you know, so somebody's right. got somebody right. to do it, you know, and I'm not about to start. Right. So, so, yeah. so in, in the same, in the same fashion, you know, in the same fashion, if I use a different example, Lymtrada, there's a very, very low risk, 0.3% risk of melanoma with Lymtrada. Mm -hmm. That's a third of a percent, but I don't get my patients in a gown. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking at your skin um, right. in, in, in such a careful manner that I could pick up that mole on your back. And so right. I have, I think it's up to my game as a doctor to say, Hey, once a year, all of us should be probably seeing the dermatologist or the primary care doctor to do a skin check. Um, but right. you know, getting back on, on topic of Ocrevus, we have now literally exhausted all the side effects, mm -hmm. you know, right. slight, yeah. slight. Yeah. And, and, and that's a nice thing. And that's a nice thing for anyone coming at this. Um, and when it boils down to brass tacks, we're going to do things to help you get through that infusion. Um, and then mm -hmm. after that, if you are having an increased risk of infections, that's a conversation. And that, you know, and, right. and fortunately that happens very infrequently. So, mm -hmm. you know, the last piece for me, as I kind of summarize my, my thoughts on Ocrevus is that mm -hmm. it is an effective medicine, you know, and mm -hmm. in fact, it's a highly effective medicine. Now in populations of people, it's my belief that Lymtrada probably outperforms Ocrevus. I say the word probably mm -hmm. because there's no clinical trial. Um, mm. So what, what I'm doing is I'm looking at um, the number needed to treat, or I'm, I'm trying uh, to commit statistical heresy and look across trials, which is a no-no. Right. You know, my stats professor would slap my hand. Um, but but <laughs> when, I look, when I look across, you know, what I see is both are highly effective and mm -hmm. maybe in populations, we can pull off some thing, things with Lymtrada that we can't with other drugs. But I mm -hmm. personally place Ocrevus just under Lymtrada as far as efficacy. And, and uh, that's, that's, a, that's a high mark. I mean, that, that's a high compliment, you know. And so right. we're, dealing, we're dealing with something that is highly effective. And it's, it's demonstrated the ability to do a lot of things that I like. So, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, we're, we're moving beyond the 1990s of the decreased annualized relapse rate 
decreased number of spots. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, but, but we're moving beyond that. We're having conversations about can we normalize the rates of brain volume loss? Ocrevus mm-hmm. uh, can do that. You know, several drugs can. Ocrevus most certainly can. Um, mm-hmm. Can we ask the question of NEDA, no evidence of disease activity? And mm-hmm. o- o- Ocrevus has demonstrated ability to do that. Um, as compared to Rebif, it does it better. Um, mm-hmm. You know, can we ask for or could we look for confirmed disability improvement? Yes, we can. And we can demonstrate mm-hmm. that as compared to Rebif, there's a 33% increased likelihood of achieving that metric. So, so wow. it, it's, it's my, you know, it's my position that uh, here I have an infusion which is infrequent, generally speaking, well tolerated, safe, generally speaking, and mm-hmm. it can bring the thunder and the noise to the table. So, mm-hmm. so does that mean that it's perfect for everyone? Absolutely not. Does that mean that like right. all people need to go on it? No, no, no. But is it right. a viable option to discuss? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was one of the s- success stories with Limtrada. So hearing about Ocrevus is is fascinating and very interesting to me because my neurologist, as you know her, she is jumping up for joy when she sees me because she will do um, testing like about with my walking. I went from taking um, 14 or 21 seconds to walk from the wall to her. And then I went down to seven. So that was wow. like huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make so, me cry? That's, that's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, that, that's, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we need to check our pride and ego. And the, I'm talking as a clinician. And we, need uh-huh. to, and we need to say whatever it takes to get us there. That's what we want to do. And, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. and if we achieve that with, with a Limtrada, if we achieve that with an Ocrevus, if we achieve that with some other highly effective drug, okay. And, and I guess, right. you know, what I reflect upon is in the current day and age, you know, we're having this conversation in 2019. It's, it's awesome that there's a couple high efficacy options. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's in, and because it isn't one size fits all, you know, this is not a, this is right. not a, this is not a group, uh, you know, uh, thing. It's an individualized thing. And so right. I love the fact that if, if we reached for a Limtrada and it works, high fives all around. If okay. we reach for a Limtrada and we're not getting what we want, it's not as if, oh, well, you know, too bad. Right. You know, that's not the conversation. The conversation is, do we want to re-up the Limtrada and, or do we want right. to transition to something else? And I think the tenor of our conversation today is that, yeah, there are options and here's one of them. Right. Well, my Dana and I have a, a question. We were talking about this before we we signed on. Um, knowing that what you just said, one size doesn't fit all. You know, with MS, we all yep. are you know experiencing it differently. How Correct. do you, as a clinician, you know, decide? Okay, well, Ocrevus is going to work for this patient. Rebif, um, Tecfidera, Limtrada. Like, how do you know? To and, give that person pills versus an infusion. I'm sorry. Go right. ahead, Dana. And no, and I'll add to that. Like, okay, we know that you know in the arsenal of MS meds, you know, Lemtrada, Tasabri, and Ocrevus are kind of like the three big boys, mm-hmm. big girls. You know. Mm-hmm. But that being said, like, would you, as a neurologist, would you ever see a patient and decide I'm gonna prescribe Avanex? Right. You know what I mean? Right. In a word that rhymes with hoe, no, no. 
the answer the answer is no. And and but okay. I do but I do need to explain a, a bit more. And so okay. Uh, First off, I, I, I want to state that that you know I'm giving you my own personal opinion, right. and just because it, I'm opinionated doesn't make me right. It just makes me opinionated, and right. and and so I'm not uh, I'm not saying that standing in judgment of what someone right. else is doing sure. necessarily. Here's here's my beef though. The the we don't have a crystal ball to predict a priori that someone is a super responder to drug A, B, or C. We don't right. know that. Okay. Uh, and and I do have patients that that have been on various other drugs that are killing it, mm-hmm. but but I didn't know that going into it. And I don't. I, here here's the problem: if I'm wrong, or if or if the drug doesn't work, I've allowed a human being to accrue irreversible neurological damage, right. and I can't necessarily give that back. Right. And so as mm-hmm. such, when I'm working with a family, working with a human being to, to pick the best medicine, my mantra is as follows. I want to put you on the single most effective medicine you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I want to bring a SWAT team to a knife fight if you are okay with the SWAT team. Right. And, mm-hmm. and what that means to me is the way that I begin my conversation is not talking about the side effects of medicines because I think that's misplaced. I right. begin the conversation talking about the reality of untreated MS and undertreated MS. And in my mm-hmm. mind, undertreated MS is a lot like untreated MS. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to frame out in a realistic fashion without um, going off the rails on what we're talking about here. Because I think that, that a, a, a person with this condition deserves to know what we're discussing. And right. really, we're not trying to make decisions for the 23-year-old newly diagnosed, the 37-year-old newly diagnosed. Mm-hmm. We're, trying to, we're trying to make decisions for the 65-year-old who still wants to be in there like swimwear. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so we have, to have a de- we have to look deep. We have to look deep into the future. And we really have to channel that future you and bring that gal to the table. Mm-hmm. She's the one that needs to be involved in this conversation. Uh, and, and so... I want to bring to the table after we've after we've gone through the reality of what we're up against, or at least mm-hmm. at least we have discussed what we're up against. I'm going to start my discussion about disease modifying therapies, listing the most effective medicines, at least in my opinion, in order mm-hmm. of my opinion, that that they're eligible for, and mm-hmm. that's and, and that doesn't mean that's the drug we pick. That just means that's where we start the conversation, right? And so then. We have to have a very real-world interaction where I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then I shut up and listen, and the person says, um, no, or okay. You know, right. and, and, and really, we're trying to dial in the risk-benefit of a given therapy within the context of the risk of the disease. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have some patients that they want, to, they, want to, they want to do it as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, I have other patients, the driving factor for that particular individual is tolerability, or I have other patients, the driving factor for that particular individual is safety, which is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that is their, that is their right and their prerogative. And I don't view it as my, um, as my privilege of informing them of what they're okay with. I mean, you right. know, I, I remind you having gone through med school, there's no class in paternalism, you know, right. they don't, they don't mm-hmm. teach you a class where I get to tell you what you're okay with. Right. What, what I was taught is the ethical obligation that I have to educate you 
to help you make an informed decision. Right. And, and if I'm honest with you, I think all too often doctors don't do that awesomely. Mm, I think that mm-hmm. for various reasons, uh, various reasons, uh, you know, that are, there's a bunch of them, um, they may not do that with someone. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that, you know, it takes time to educate somebody. It takes effort. It, it, takes, it takes communicating. And gosh darn it, that's what it takes and that's what we must do. And so, right. so, so, you know, the short answer is no, I'm not going to recommend Avonex. Um, you know, and, and I would tell you specifically that, you know, Avonex in my mind is one of the least effective drugs that exists. I also mm-hmm. think there's wow. some, there's some data to suggest that African-Americans in specific should never take interferon. Um, mm. and, really? And, uh, you know, and, and that's not gospel. It is not gospel. Right. So I'm, I'm not telling you like some crazy no. class one evidence, you know, uh, class right. A recommendation type thing. But, right. but I, I think that pe- anybody who is at high, higher risk of disease progression mm-hmm. should avoid a low efficacy medicine that has not been adequately proven to slow disability in a meaningful way, to slow brain volume loss in a meaningful way. It, it just, it just it, it, it hurts my heart. That in 2019, when we have drugs like we've been discussing, Limtrada, Ocrevus, Tysabri, etc., that we're talking about something that was cutting edge for a minute in the mid 90s. Right. I mean, th- right. think about this for a second. Do you, do you ladies remember back in the day, it was the bomb to have that really gray, hard cell phone with the, with the semi-flexible black um, antenna, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and right. the, the charger was bigger than the phone, and it would hold a charge right. for like an hour and a half, and it cost right. like $700 million to talk to your friend for like four minutes. That was the right. bomb. Yeah. I mean, my, right. my, my dad had one of those phones, and my friends would come over to look at it. I mean, right. look, oh my gosh, you know, your dad has one of those phones. Can I touch it? You know, nowadays, I don't see those phones very often. Um, right. And what, what I do see are phones that are a fraction of the size. They have the computing power of a, uh, of a computer and, and connected with the cloud, they can, they could run a business. You know, they right. can, tra- they can translate multiple languages on, on one of the, uh, the modern day cell phones. I mean, and, and sometimes the least, the thing we do the least with our phone is talk, you know, because we, yeah. we, we do everything. And, and my point here is, was it wrong to use that? arcane initial cell phone back in the day nope that was it but it right. would actually but but today that doesn't make a lot of sense and so yes. you know mm-hmm. i think that we need to we need to recognize that we we don't have a, a mechanism by which to guarantee for a limited time only for 999 if you sign up now mm-hmm. we can we can hook it up you know we don't know that right. and, and and you know we actually don't know that with limtrada ocrevus tysabri but right. I want to bring a SWAT team to a knife fight. I mean, let's face it. I'm like five mm-hmm. six. You know, I'm not a martial artist. I don't know how to use a knife. I don't want to get in a knife fight. Right. You know, I want I want twelve guys that look like GI Joe. You know, with muscles on their muscles, mm-hmm. wearing flat jackets, <laughs> right. and they got semi-automatic weapons. You know, and they're Brazilian jiu-jitsu <laughs> masters. I want twelve guys in front of me, and I'm I'm gonna stand behind them with my hand raised and one finger out. You pick the finger. One finger out in the air, and that's mm-hmm. how I'm gonna fight MS. But yes. it's contingent. Mm-hmm. It's contingent on the family. It's contingent on that human being uh, Im- impacted by MS to want to do that with me. And so, you know, does every patient that I see end up on the drugs that we've been discussing? No, they do not. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's where that's where I start the conversation. 
And right. you know, I'll give you I'll give you an example, um, a touching example um, in my clinic. A gentleman came to see me, um, relatively newly diagnosed, and he said, "I know." By the way, doc, I I know what I want to take. And I said, "Okay, well, what do you want to take?" Mm. He said, "I want daily copaxone injections." And I said, mm. "Please help me understand. You know, there's all these other medicines. Right. You know, and and and, and if you're going to do copaxone, you don't have to do it every day." He said, right. "My my daughter is a type one diabetic." Mm. And sorry, I'm getting tearful. And he said, "I want to inject with her." Wow! Oh wow. my goodness gracious! I and, and, and when I said, yeah. you know, I said, "Okay, we're going to do Covaxone." I mean, so, so right? I, yeah. I guess the, the the bottom line here is, I want to I want to stack the deck in our favor, mm-hmm. and it may not yeah. work out, but I have to sleep at night just like you have to sleep at mm-hmm. night. And right. my, my contention is, if God forbid we accrue neurological disability. Mm-hmm. If God forbid we have accelerated brain volume loss and we, we mm-hmm. have to grieve the loss of neurological function, it's going to mm-hmm. be despite everything we know how to do. It's going to be right. despite right. The, the bringing the very best that we have to offer in 2019 to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and as you well know, that, that's not limited just to a medication. There's much more right. going on. Right. But, but in, the, in the selection of the medication, do I look at someone and say, oh, darling, you're an Avonex kind of gal? No, I do not. No, I, 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 don't, I don't say that. You know? That's, right. Now, you yeah. know, there are, some, there are some doctors, actually there's a lot of doctors, uh-huh. that, will, that will attempt with good intention to, right. to use risk factor uh, stratification. So, uh-huh. so if I use two archetypical examples – 21-year-old Caucasian woman, optic neuritis, fully recovered, no steroids, two spots mm-hmm. on her brain, nothing on her spinal cord, negative spinal fluid. She has MS by the skin of her teeth, barely meeting the current diagnostic mm-hmm. criteria. And, and, and these doctors would label her low risk. I'm going to come back to that okay. comment. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to create okay. another archetypical example. 50-year-old African-American gentleman, spinal cord disease, motor attack, incomplete recovery despite two rounds of steroids, heavy burden of disease on MRI at diagnosis, and brain, brain volume loss at time of diagnosis. So that is a archetypical terror in my, you know, for me, that's yeah. like a nightmare. Yeah. And so he would be labeled by these doctors as being high risk. And in this mm-hmm. schema, one might offer the so-called low risk gal lower, um, lower efficacy medicines under the concept that, well, it ain't that bad and we can probably, quote, get away with this. And then they would right. offer the gentleman that I described, the archetypical, really rough, you know, uh, high-risk patient, something more mm. efficacious. And I have a major ethical problem with that yeah. because we're frankly not that smart. Now, now we don't know with certainty that the low-risk patient is going to be low-risk forever. But right. also, right. Maybe, maybe she doesn't want to accrue any neurological disability. You know, right. maybe the human being, despite being low risk, would not like to have accelerated brain volume loss, not like to have mm-hmm. loss of work, loss of, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. where do we get off? And when I say we, I mean like MS treaters, where do we mm-hmm. get off deciding that for her? Right. Right. You know, another way of saying it is, um, you know, if you might not need a BMW five series with a sports package, you might not need that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you don't want it or that you're not deserving of it. 
Right. You know, we say, well, you know, all you do is drive from point A to point B and, you know, you don't have to go that quickly and you're, you're, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, so you don't deserve to have that. I, I just, the logic fails me there. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I, I apologize for the passion of my voice, but I, I, no, I think that, no, I think yeah. we, missed, Wonderful. I think that we, we missed the boat, you know, we yes. being MS treaters, we missed the boat. And if we knew with certainty that I could keep you stable on fill in the blank drug, that's the drug I'd put uh-huh. you on. I mean, right. if, I, if I had a tricorder or a crystal ball and I could tell you, look, I actually know as a fact that this low efficacy drug is going to kill it. And, right. and th- then, then that would be what we talked about. But we don't have that right now. And right. I, too often in my 15 years of doing this job, I have seen people who started out easy breezy cover girl and they did not end up easy breezy cover girl. Mm-hmm. And, and – I guess if somebody is going to lose neurological function, it's going to be despite everything I know how to do. It's not going to be because I I was asleep at the wheel. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. And, you know, we had another interesting conversation, Dana and I, and after seeing um, different reports from, you know, various celebrities and just people in general uh-huh. talking about their MS, and one particular celebrity said that his, his neurologist, um, it, what, what was his name again, Dana? I can't pronounce his last name. It's Art, Art Alex Alex Sakis, yes. Uh-huh. And he said that his neurologist um, basically told him he wouldn't see any type of disease progression. Well, he wouldn't see it until his eight, he was well into his 80s. And so I guess my question or Wait, our, as our long question, as he no, okay. just a caveat. So he's yeah, he wouldn't see any disease progression until his 80s, as long as he took his Capaxone as right. prescribed. Right. How? Right. I mean, is it just us or is that irresponsible? Let me just do some Lamaze breathing real quick with you, okay? I've got to calm myself down. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Because, right, we felt that was like so Um, misleading. And it's irresponsible. It's very irresponsible. uh, So first of all, either A, that doctor is a magician and a wizard from the Harry Potter world. And and he knows some things that I don't know because I I wake up thinking about this disease, reading, learning about this disease, studying this disease, beating this disease. And that's not information that I'm privy to. And, and, and with respect, I don't think that information is accurate. Now it is not my position to hate on someone. I'm not trying to throw shade, but, 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 oh my goodness gracious. You know, if, if you said, listen, you don't need to take birth control. You don't need to use condoms. Just use the rhythm method. If you follow, if you follow your menstrual cycle, you have no concerns. You know what we call that gal? We call that gal mom. Thank you. Right, right. So, (laughs) so, so, so in, in my mind, let's pretend that that wizard, that Harry Potter wizard was correct. Okay. Well, great. Um, but, but, but what if hypothetically, what if the, the wizard was wrong? Uh, then, then what, what, what do we, then we have a conversation where you say, oh shit, sorry. I, I guess I messed uh-huh. up. Right, um, and, and, right. And so, and so I, I, I feel like, like, well, okay, let's talk again about populations because mm-hmm. we don't know in a given individual, quite frankly, whether mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a given drug is going to kill it. In a right. population, mm-hmm. glutaramorastate, copaxone, 
doesn't do a bang up job of slowing disease progression. It's, it's not amazing at it, you know? So for example, I am not amazing at basketball. That is, you know, and that's actually an understatement. Like, I don't know how to throw the ball, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 so, so like Copaxone is not like world renowned for its ability to shut down the MRI. That is not its strong mm -hmm. suit. It is, you know, we are not able to demonstrate significant slowing of brain volume loss. We are not able to demonstrate in double digit numbers, NETA, no evidence of disease activity. Mm -hmm. We are not able to demonstrate, to my knowledge, significant numbers of confirmed disability improvement. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, so, so I, I think that is, is um, well, I'm gonna say it, it's reprehensible. It's ethically reprehensible. Mm -hmm. And here's the kicker. Yes. In our culture, in the American culture, when the doctor says, we assume she's telling the truth. Yes. You know, so if the doctor says this pill will do X or Y, you don't generally say like, are you sure? You're like, okay, well, mm -hmm. you know, they, they did the doctor school thing and you know, they have a sign mm -hmm. up and they're wearing a white jacket. It's got, they got a badge. It's got their name on it. So probably mm -hmm. they're bringing cutting edge knowledge to the table. And I hate to right. tell you this, but I'm going to tell it to you. This is a trade secret. Are you sitting down? Yes. We, yes. Are, we are human beings. We're, we're not magicians. <laughs> right. we're, we're, right. You know, and, 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 and so I, I feel horrible for that person and I'm not yes. gonna, I mean, celebrity, not celebrity. I mean, everybody's a celebrity, right. right? I mean, I feel bad for that human being living their life thinking, oh, I got this, you know, now right. do, do I want my patients to, to believe that I have their best interest in heart? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, do I want my patients to be on, uh, on the team with me? Well, yeah, I absolutely do. But, but I also think that we have to check our egos. And I also mm -hmm. think that we have to recognize that even, and, and we've talked about this today, even mm -hmm. the, the best that's available in populations may not work for a given individual. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. when you talk about, I took Lemtrada and I still had breakthrough disease, mm -hmm. we didn't want that for you. We, you know, right. that was not the goal, right. you know, and, right, and right. I hope, I very much hope that it was framed correctly. Because if the doctor said, for a limited time only, if you take this drug, mm -hmm. I guarantee you'll never ever have disease activity, then shame, shame on that doctor. Go to the naughty right. corner. You know? right. Because what you need to say is, in the modern era today, this is one of the best drugs I have available. And then you got to explain it. And you got to talk about the data. And you got to talk about the good, the bad, mm -hmm. and the ugly. And then you make an informed decision. But, but it, would be it would be inappropriate to say, and it'll, it, it's guaranteed to work. Right. And when right. you're talking I, when you're talking about uh, Copaxone, I mean, you're not talking about the most effective medicine. Right. You may be talking about one of the most safe medicines, okay? But, but you're not talking about one of the most effective medicines. And so right. I, I, I struggle um, with, and I'm trying to be super polite, I struggle mm -hmm. to accept that. Yes. And then two, by extension, you know, we talked about the fact that in our culture, the doctor is and i'm being dramatic but the doctor is god you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. Right. We, we, we have the answer you don't have said. the answer you know yes. we have the answer and, and if you're if you behave yourselves and pay us we'll tell you the answer right kind of thing. yeah exactly exactly and then by extension we also live in a culture where we take what celebrities say as fact yep. yeah so when a celebrity says gives you know the world misleading information there are people who are really going to believe that that's the truth well, right and they hang on there at work if, yeah if i can if i can speak to that for a second and i'm going to use a non-ms uh -huh. example 
Uh -huh. um, and, and, uh, and, you know, per my usual, I'm probably gonna upset some people. So I apologize in advance, <laughs> um, but, but there is a, there is a travesty in the world today as it relates mm -hmm. to measles because, mm -hmm. and largely mm -hmm. because a couple of celebrities stated that, um, that certain vaccinations increase risk of various conditions. Um, and which is, which is data that's been disproven, uh, uh, substantially. Uh, that's yes. actually not true. Vaccinations uh, create what's called herd immunity. So mm -hmm. herd immunity only works when the entire herd is immunized. So it's not that, you know, so, so if everyone in your village gets vaccinated, if measles enters into the village, it can't spread. But if only, but mm -hmm. if only two thirds, three fourths, five eighths of the village is immunized, it, the, the herd immunity simply does not work. And because right. of misinformation propagated by um, celebrities in this example, mm -hmm. we have lost children. We, we yes. have created an, a pan, not a pandemic, excuse me, I'm being overly dramatic, mm -hmm. but we've created mm -hmm. a new epidemic of a disease that we have beaten already. So, yes. so what you're saying uh, resonates with me in, 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 a, mm -hmm. in a very deep manner. And, and I mm -hmm. think that, you know, I, I like watching, you know, Brad Pitt, I mean, he's fun to watch, right. you know, I mean, he's a good looking guy and he's funny and he's an action packed right. dude, you know, and so mm -hmm. I enjoy watching, you know, Brad Pitt, but I don't right. enjoy watching Brad Pitt because he has a medical degree. You know, right. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. enjoy watching Brad Pitt because he's an epidemiologist or a neuroimmunologist or what have you. I like watching Brad right. Pitt because he's a heck of an actor. And right. I, and I think all too often, you know, and, I'm, and I just said Brad Pitt because I just watched a movie by him. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, you know, um, right. you know but, 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 you know, but, but I think that we need to, we have to remember that, that just because somebody says it and they have a platform doesn't make them informed or right. Um, yes, and, exactly. And, 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 and I think, I think we can fall prey to that. Well, you know, so-and-so said it and, 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 and they're on mm -hmm. TV all the time. Well, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, yeah. The long-term prognosis that some of these celebrities are saying that their neurologists have told them is it, scary. And, you know, we've had private conversations with some of the, you know, followers and listeners and, and they're just kind of like hanging on every word that these celebrities are saying. And I'm like, well, I just don't know if that's, 100% true. You can't well, give a prognosis like that and correct. say they'll be okay. You're right. And, and I mean, I, can you even give a prognosis? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is just my, you know, as a person with MS and somewhat knowledgeable in the disease, MS isn't a disease that I think you can give a definite prognosis. No, no. I, I think like this I, is going to happen. No, right. I, I think what we have to do, because this is, this is really, you're, you're touching on a, a very core issue here. Mm -hmm. I think what we have to do is we have to be honest and we mm -hmm. have to be open and we have to try like hell. And so yes. I, I will sometimes have the following conversation in clinic. I will say, uh, I will say to the family, may we please skip the discussion about the natural history of the disease? If you allow right. me. I don't want to, in front of your wife right now, sir, talk about what's, what, what is in store if we do this wrong. And mm -hmm. is it okay, please, if we skip that conversation and instead have a conversation about what I want to try to do to win? And yes. sometimes they say, yeah, let's just talk about what we're going to try to do to win. And I'm not saying that because I'm lazy or because I didn't want to spend the time. But mm -hmm. I'm also, in, the, in, in that sentence, I'm trying to convey to them, look, untreated or undertreated, 
this is the leading cause of neurological disability amongst young people. People have a 50% chance, a coin flip chance of having to leave the workforce within 10 years of a diagnosis in the United States. It doubles mm -hmm. the risk of depression, anxiety, and divorce. This mm -hmm. is nasty shit. Excuse my language. I apologize. Mm -hmm. But and oh, so, yeah. and so yeah. I think that we have to address the fact that, you know, I wouldn't wish this upon an enemy. I would not. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yet what mm -hmm. we have to do instead is we have to say, okay, all right, so darn it, you know, that stinks. What we have to do instead is we have to say, okay, well, what can we bring to the table to try to make it better? I I'll right. give you an example. I have patients who choose to smoke cigarettes, you know, and that's, a, that's mm -hmm. an adult choice they can make. It risks speeding up their disease almost by 50%. And, wow. and I beg them, I, you know, I literally, like, I actually, like, I've been known to get on my knees in my three-piece suit in the clinic room and, and beg them to please not do that, you know, and, and, yeah. but, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, adults, you know, we, we make, we make decisions and all yes. I can do is educate and ask, please don't do this. Here's why. And some people, I'm very proud of them. They do almost the impossible. Quitting smoking is super hard. You know, I mean, it, that, mm -hmm. that ain't easy. Um, it, but some, some, some people rise to, to, to that um, to that challenge and they're successful and, and I'm infinitely proud of them and impressed by them. And some mm -hmm. people don't. And so, right. you know, but, but, but I fall back on, you know, I'm not going to allow someone to become disabled by, by, by virtue of not trying. And, right. and it's, mm -hmm. I'm going to bring everything I know about. And quite honestly, like I got a couple, you know, thoughts. Um, I, I'm going to bring everything that I know about to the table in an attempt mm -hmm. of making it, making the person, uh, and this is an important sentence, the most awesome version of them possible, despite having the disease. Right. Now mm -hmm. the most awesome person possible might be wheelchair bound. That, that is, that, that, mm -hmm. that is a thing, right? They mm -hmm. might not be able to complete their, their PhD. They might not be able to do X or Y, but, but we're going to make them the most awesome version of them possible. And it's my opinion that if we can diagnose early and quickly, and if we can put them on the single most effective medicine that, that is available, that they can, that they can accept and tolerate. If we can address right. what some of my colleagues called brain health or, you know, there's lots of different terms, but, but mm -hmm. lifestyle modification, um, exercise, not smoking, appropriate diet, supplement, vitamin D, etc., that we stand the best chance possible of making the disease boring. Right. And, and, yes. and, and I, under, I underline that word and I italicize it. I, I put it in bold. I change the font. Boring. You know, right. because right. I can't, I would love to cure MS. I, I mean, pl please. <laughs> But yes, but right. I can't. So, so if I can make it boring, then we've done a good thing. I mean, the best clinic visits are the visits where they're kind of like, um, I got no other questions, doc, you know, and I'm, I'm like, right. I'm yes. asking them about vacation. I'm asking about, you know, show me your picture of your, of your pet. You know, right, let me right. see if your dog's bigger than my dog. You know I mean? When, when right. we're having that conversation, that is winning yes. because I want you to, I want you to get, I want you to get messy in life. I want you to have excitement in the bedroom in in the mm -hmm. boardroom yeah. on the playing right. field you know and on the right track. yeah i want the clinic i want the clinic to be boring hey did you see dr b today yeah i did it was really boring it, you know right. th that's what i'm looking for and 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 the other thing i have to say about prognosis is that we we want to have our eye on the 30-year trajectory but we want to mm -hmm. we want to enjoy and, and and celebrate the successes in the now because right. everything is everything is temporal um, yeah. I, I, um, I have a patient who's a dear friend of mine. Um, his, I mean, his family and my family have over the years become very close. I mean, our children mm -hmm. play together, literally. 
And mm-hmm. I met him deep into his disease. You know, mm-hmm. he had diagnosed at 18. I met him, um, you know, 30s, something like that. And, and he had, uh, in my opinion, not been um, treated awesomely. Uh, mm-hmm. And and in my opinion, he had not he had not had every opportunity. Or you, you understand what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. we did the best that we could do with what we had. Um, I actually, and this is back in an era where none of the, none of the medicines we're talking about were available. You know, there wasn't any mm-hmm. interferon mm-hmm. or there wasn't any monoclonal antibodies. And we actually mm-hmm. broke out the cyclophosphamide. You know, we went old school and we we got out mm-hmm. the old school chemotherapy. And for uh, for a few moments in time, for about five years, we made his disease quiet. And, and we got him out of a chair. We got him walking with bilateral assistance. I mean, you know, high fives all around. Well, yeah. my, friend, my friend has subsequently, you know, we're, we're now talking about many years later. My friend has subsequently become very, very neurologically disabled. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart. But, yeah. but you know, but, but all of us knew, you know, that we were dealing with the monster. Right. You know, am I, am I proud? No, I'm not proud. You know, yeah. do I... Do I wish that we could have done better? Yeah, but I can't reverse time. I can't go back to his mm-hmm. early diagnosis. I mean, yeah, you know, he right. and I are about the same age. I mean, back then I didn't know. I was, you know, I didn't know anything either. I was eighteen. You know, but but right. I, I can't go back and do that. So so we, it was appropriate for us to celebrate the successes. You know, I got a I got a young man out of a wheelchair. You know, but but it was temporary. Mm-hmm. It was for a couple years. It was for five years. Right, right. And and so. It's, it's that experience and many and, and literally hundreds upon hundreds of experiences like it that mm-hmm. make me want to bring a SWAT team to a knife fight. Yes. yes. You know, yes. And, 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 you know, the risk, the risk is that I'm over-treating someone. And, and again, that's a risk-benefit. You know, yes. if, mm-hmm. if you, for example, if you live in the best neighborhood in the United States, I have no idea what that even means, but, you know, you live in the best mm-hmm. neighborhood, you know, the least amount of crime, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you want to have a baller alarm system, maybe you don't need a baller alarm system. But, but so what have you done? You spent some money you didn't need? I mean, okay. Right. You know, and, and if, I, if I bring to the table a medicine that hypothetically you didn't need, what, I mean, I don't even know if that's true, but let's just pretend that, right. that if there was a truth that said that you would have been fine on something less effective, well, okay, I'll make that error as long as you're comfortable mm-hmm. because it's okay. all about you, the individual, understanding the risk benefit and you accepting that risk benefit. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have some patients, uh, and, and, and this is sad to me, but they don't want to take a therapy. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't kick them out of clinic and tell them they're stupid people because they're not stupid right. people. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Now, I, I have been known to cry. Yeah. yeah. I have been known to beg. I have been yeah. known to hit low blows and ask them their favorite color of their cane. I mean, literally, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they're, they're a human being. They're allowed to make their own decision. And, mm-hmm. and the, the only way that I can sleep at night is by making sure that I have successfully conveyed my, my concerns and my fears and my rationale and then right. shutting up and letting them live their life. Right. Right. That's the bottom line. I think it is. I mean, we're all trying to do the same thing, right? I mean, nobody yes. wants to hurt. You know, uh, many of us would like to eat well, maybe get lucky every once in a while, you know, enjoy our family. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> you know people, are, people are, at least people are relatively simple, simple creatures. Right. I, you know, I'm, I'm certainly mm-hmm. a, a simple creature in that regard. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to live our best life, <clears throat> you know. Yes. And, and we, we get thrown wackadoodle stuff. We get thrown things we didn't ask for that we didn't want, you know, whether that be 
in our vocation or in our personal lives or, or in our health. And so we're just trying to game out, you know, the same things that everyone else is. And, and I think that in the modern era, in the setting of someone developing multiple sclerosis, there's more we can do now than ever before. And, and that's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful mm -hmm. thing. But I think right. that we have to be realistic. We have to be honest. And you can't tell, um, you can't tell a celebrity or a non-celebrity, you know, for a limited time only, we can, we, I, I can promise you, I can guarantee. And I just want to make right. one more comment about that if you let me. Um, Mm -hmm. It is appropriate to have hope. That's appropriate. Okay. You know, it's, it's appropriate yes. to have hope that, that, that we, could, we could be the best that we can be despite. It is very, very inappropriate, profoundly inappropriate to have false hope. Yes. False hope yes. is, is yes. worse. In my mind, there's, there's probably nothing worse than giving someone false hope. And yes, so, yes. you know, my fear is that some fancy pants doctor and, you know, some, you know, a, a hypothetical Beverly Hills, whatever, you know, is, mm. is, is telling, uh, is telling a celebrity, oh, I guarantee you, you know, you'll never, ever, ever, ever. And, and that mm -hmm. I feel bad for that, th that person impacted by MS celebrity mm -hmm. or not because, because they, they were sold false hope mm -hmm. and that's not, yes. okay. um, it's you know, not. I have um I have a patient uh, on a therapy who had a side effect of cancer, mm -hmm. and and I, I and, and he and I don't know that the therapy caused the cancer, but this particular therapy has mm -hmm. a risk of cancer, and mm -hmm. and and he didn't uh, sue me, he didn't yell at me, he didn't say I'm a horrible person. What he said was, "You told me that was a risk, right, right." And I accepted the risk. Now, did I feel good about it? No, I felt horrible. You know, mm -hmm. did he feel good about it? No, no, he felt horrible. I mean, let, let's be honest with each other. But, but, but at least he and I were open and honest about what we are getting ourselves into and the why. And, and right. you know, and, and then we, we deal with what we deal with. And yes. I think what you, everything that you just said is really what it boils down to, being open and honest and being real with your patients. I remember yeah. when I was first diagnosed at, you know, 23, 24, whatever, Dr. Creighton said, I want to keep you where you are. And, and I said, well, what will we do? This is what we're going to do. And I, I, again, I'm going to tell you, I want to keep you where you are. I don't want the disease to progress. So we're going to attack it and be aggressive. Yep. And she followed me as long as she could. And, you know, of course life happens and she uh, left that particular practice and I moved. Yeah. And then when I reconnected with her and she started to treat me again, she said, I don't like how your MS has been treated. I think that, yep you haven't had the proper care. Like you said, under, yep. what, what was the, the word you used? The like undertreatment. Under yes. Yeah. And, um, and it was obvious, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And so then, then that's when she put me onto Sabri and, you know, but like you said, the, the bottom line is being completely hundred percent open and honest with your patients, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're a celebrity or not, like, oh, you know, and but, you but have you know, this every, platform. Everybody's mm -hmm. a celebrity. You know, I mean, you know, yeah, every, yeah. Every, everybody is somebody's daughter or somebody's son. Yes. Somebody's right. Yes. yes. I, I, I'm just speechless because I'm like sitting here feeling like we went to church. I'm like, yes, Dr. Oh, B, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, and that's the truth. I, I, you know, I have a, I have a unique 
privilege. Uh, and I mean, I mean those words. It's a very, very unique privilege. Mm-hmm. That I, I am afforded uh, something very special. I'm afforded the opportunity to uh, hopscotch through people's lives. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, people in the confines of the, of the, um, the, the relationship of doctor-patient will share things with me they won't share with their, their priest, you know, that they won't tell their spouse. And, and it is a profound honor. I mean, it, 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 it's very, very special to, to be afforded that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is a tremendous responsibility, a responsibility that I very, very readily accept. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to honor that by being open and honest. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and because at the end of the day, what am I really doing? I mean, if you boil it down, right? So I read all these books, blah, 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 you know, wrote some mm-hmm. papers, blah, blah, blah. I, 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 I read some things that you might not have read, okay? That doesn't make me smarter than you. It, doesn't, it certainly doesn't make me better than you. It just means that I read some stuff you didn't. Mm-hmm. You know you better than anybody else, Duh, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, you know, you know you better than any other person could possibly. So together, we're a team. It's team you, you know, and, and you're the captain. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we get together as, you know, in, in your team and we bring the stuff that I know about and the experiences that maybe I've, I've had with other people and we bring your knowledge about you and together we try to win. Yes. And, right. And, and I, you know, one of the things that I ask uh, families when I meet them is I say, I, I have, you know, I, I give them homework assignments, you know, um, I guess being a recovering academic, you know, that dies hard, you know, so, so I give them homework <laughs> assignments and I say, you know, <clears throat> your, your first homework assignment for me is tonight on the way home from this clinic visit or in the evening, I want you to, to say out loud to each other your life goals. You know, why? why? And I don't mean life goals like I don't want to have new attacks. I mean life goals like I want to climb Monte Picchu right. or, or I, I, want to, I want to walk my daughter down the aisle or, you know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Right, right. And, and the reason is because I'm going to ask you to do some stuff that you're not going to want to do. I'm right. going to ask you to get a laboratory, which hurts. You know, they're going to poke you in the arm. You know, I'm going to ask you to sit in an infusion chair or to swallow a pill that makes you nauseated or, or you know, fill in the blank. I'm going to ask you to spend a lot of money with, an, with a physical therapist. Or, or I'm going to ask you to get inside of a, a tube, you know, that's, that's, that induces claustrophobia. And you're not doing it because I'm pretty. You know, you're not doing right. it, you know, because I have the gift of gab and I just sound so lovely. You're like, all right, you're doing it because of the life goals. You're doing it because of right. the, all, uh, and, and so I want families to, to state out loud why, mm-hmm. because we have to come back yes. to that. You know, we have to revisit that. And, you know, I, I I'm a big believer. We have to celebrate right. the successes, even the little successes. Um, yes. I, I, I didn't, I didn't pee my pants when I went to bed. That's a, that is, that's a thing, you know, it's a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to, we have to grieve the losses, you know, um, I can't play right. soccer any longer, you know, because to somebody who loves playing soccer, right. that sucks, you know? And so I, I think right. that we have to grieve those losses, however small, and we have to celebrate those successes, however small. And we have to try to, again, to be the best version yes. of us, the most awesome version of us humanly possible, despite having been stuck with this. Yes. Wow. And that, that's, 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 at the end of the everything. day, that's the best we can do. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, that's what we yes. got. Um, now maybe one day yes. in the future, uh, there really will be a tricorder, which can predict a priori that, that this mm-hmm. perfect combination of therapies will guarantee X or Y. But, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know any disease where we can do that right now. 
any right. disease, you know. And, and right. MS is probably one of the single most complicated interfaces of the immune system, which is arguably the most complex and le least understood organ system in the body, and the nervous system, which is probably the second most complicated and least understood organ system in the body. And, and MS mm -hmm. is the interface of that. And so, whereas yes. I am proud, I'm proud to, to have participated in, in um, the, the, the field, we, 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 uh, we're not there yet. I mean, people say, Hey, yeah. you know, how, how many years till a cure? And I give them an honest answer. And, and my honest answer is, and, and this is my belief, we will not cure mm -hmm. the disease in my lifetime. Now I would love, right. love, love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I'll scream and yell. I was mm -hmm. wrong. Yay. But, right. but, what, but the reason I say that to you is our understanding of neuroimmunology ain't that impressive. We know a lot right. more than we used to. I mean, a lot more. I mean, it, since I've been in the field, we have moved in leaps and bounds, but we still, there are entire cell lines of the immune system. We don't know what they do in MS. Mm -hmm. You know, we, today, yeah. we talk, today we talked about Ocrevus, which is a B cell killer. When I was in medical school, I was taught that MS only involved T cells. It had nothing to do with B cells. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in med school, I was taught that yeah. MS only affects white matter. It doesn't affect the gray matter. And, and both those things are dead wrong. And, you know, I'm, and I'm you know, right. I, I've, I, rem, I was in med school. It wasn't that long ago. Come on. You know, <laughs> now I had hair when I was in med school and I, you know, I don't have so much anymore, but, but it, still wasn't, it still wasn't that long ago, you know? And, and so right. we're, we're making, we're making strides. We are, we are doing better than we've ever done. And I, I think that, um, I think that we're approaching not a cure, but we're approaching a different word. And that different word is remission. I say approaching, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not saying that that's where we are right now, but I looked up the mm -hmm. word remission in the dictionary and I actually, I really did. Like we have a dictionary. I opened it up. <laughs> like, um, I didn't do what my <laughs> kids do, which is they asked Alexa and Alexa can spell things, you know, or but I looked it up in the dictionary <laughs> right. and, right. and, uh, and the, the, and the oncologic definition of remission is five years of no evidence of disease in the absence of treatment. And it states very clearly, it's not a cure, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and there are therapies, uh, and Lentrada is a good example, where some patients by, deserve to, to be called in remission. It's rare. It's very mm -hmm. rare. Now, mm -hmm. you know, there's other therapies. Today we talked about Ocrevus a bit. And Ocrevus is mm -hmm. a continuous therapy. And so I wouldn't consider mm -hmm. someone who's taken Ocrevus for five years and had no disease activity to be in remission. But I would consider right. that a raging success. And boy, I would be really, really happy. And, and that's, right. that's, you know... That has to be uh, acceptable only because that's what we have today. Right. And I hope that, I right. hope that in, if we have this conversation in 2025, which would be fun, that, that we mm. look back and say, remember when you <laughs> thought that we couldn't do this? Remember when you said that? Boy, right. boy we've come a long way, haven't we? And, and I will say with right. joy in my voice, you're right. Yes. Wow. This was yeah. wonderful. This was wonderful. Thank you so, so much, Dr. Yes, Boston. It's thank you. I love, I love talking I to just, you, too. Um, it's, it's, it's a pleasure for me. So thank you for the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Um, where can people find you online? Well, it, it's funny. So, um, you know, just a few years ago, I didn't have a Facebook page. I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand the Twitters. You know, I didn't know, understand. And, and what, I've right. what I've discovered is that, if, if I see 16 patients in a busy clinic day, I hope I've helped 16 families. That would be the hope. You right. know, maybe, maybe I didn't help. Maybe I only helped 14 of them. 
but but if right. I can share <laughs> if I can share some some knowledge or if I can share a tip or a trick on the interwebs, I risk helping more people and I don't even get to meet them. You know, so so right. um, I was raised uh, in in the the Jewish faith, and there's a there's a term called a double mitzvah. So yeah. mitzvah is a word that means a good deed. You know, so like if you help yeah. an old lady across the street, proverbially, that's a mitzvah. Mm -hmm. A double mitzvah mm -hmm. is when you do something nice and they cannot pay you back. Mm. I love it. So so yes. I have I I view the interwebs as an opportunity to create a double mitzvah. And so, so, you know, if we fast forward a few years now, I, I have a presence. Um, I have a, mm. a, a Twitter account. I now know like, you know, mm. what a tweep is and what a tweet is and stuff. And so I have a Twitter account and it's, um, <laughs> it's, Aaron, it's, it's Aaron Boster MD, you know, all one word. So, okay. you know, at mm -hmm. Aaron Boster MD. And I, I don't tweet as much as I used to, but you know, I tweet probably once or twice a day. Um, I try to, mm -hmm. I try to, um, participate in, in co commenting on new research as it comes out and, and other things. Mm -hmm. And so that's a place where you can find me. Um, I have a Facebook page, uh, same thing, Aaron Boster, MD. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, where I spend a lot of my uh, extracurricular time, my free time, when um, my wife and family uh, allow, and, and they're so generous, <laughs> um, <laughs> is, on, is, on, is on YouTube. You know, and okay. you, yeah. YouTube to me is the bomb uh, because it allows me uh, to jump in front of a camera. You know, I have a little camera set up and I'll just, I, I look into the, the camera and I, and I talk. And, and it allows me to share my opinions um, about MS and to share tricks and tips that I've learned in clinic. Um, and, and so, you know, I, and I, I, I gain, I'll be very honest with you, it's, it's selfish. I gain a lot of energy from that. It, it, it uh, mm. fills a bucket for me, you know. Yes, um, yes, so, yes. So, you know, in, uh, basically Aaron Boster, MD, on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is, uh, is where I spend my free time. <laughs> Yes, Perfect. and your videos are awesome. They really oh, they are. Thank you. You know, they I, really are. I, I am a self-taught, and it shows. But I'm trying so hard. You know, I started off by um, when I would have a no-show in clinic. You know, I have a half an hour where there's no patient. I just turn on my cell phone and speak into it. And and I used to joke. I was like, you know, um, you know, I would just I would just do it off the cuff. Um, and, 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 um, I look back at those videos and it's just cringe moment after cringe moment, you know? Um, and so, and so with the assistance of, uh, of my family and, and, um, and other people and, uh, also, you know, learning on YouTube, I've, I've upped my game a little bit. Um, right now my biggest mm -hmm. challenge is I'm trying to learn how to use better editing software. And, and let me tell mm -hmm. you, uh, medical school does not prepare you for that. <laughs> so, 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 so I'm, I'm, I'm trying real hard, but, uh, but thank you so much. You're well. Yes. Well, you're my go-to person if I have a question. I'm like, hmm, what is this? I'm going to go see what Dr. Boster's saying. Oh, yes. Well, thank, yes. Well, thank yeah. you. You know, and, and, yeah. you know I, I should say by way of disclaimer that what I say on the interwebs never, ever, ever replaces what the doctor says, what the right. patient says. Yes. But, right. But, you know, but yeah. it's, it's, it's all about educating, empowering, and energizing. And, you know, I've, I've had colleagues say, gosh, darn it, Boster, would, would, you know, you're, you're driving me nuts because the patient comes in and they say, well, Dr. B said X and Y. You know, and, and, <laughs> and I feel like my, my, my colleagues, God bless them, maybe they don't get it because I'm, I am not challenging them at all. What I'm doing is I'm trying to teach a human being who has something they don't want some things to think about. 
and, and some, some right. questions to ask. So, you know, you honor me. Thank you so much for checking out those videos. Um, it's, it's a yes. labor of love. You know, I, um, I don't monetize my channel. You know, I'm not trying to make dollars. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I want to share. And, and if, if I can help you with something by teaching you a, a, a trick or a tip, you know, and mm -hmm. most of those tricks and tips, honestly, they were taught to me by people with MS. You know, right. I, I'll give mm -hmm. a quick example. When the third guy in a row told me he used his wife's vibrator to maintain an erection, I was like, well, gosh, he's onto something. You know, I mean, uh, I, yeah. you know, in, medical, in medical school, they didn't teach us about vibrators. You know, that wasn't like part of right, the medical right. education. But, but when a guy right. says, look, if I, take, if I take her vibrator and I hold it right here, guess what happens? You know, uh, and, and so, so I can share that with somebody else. And, mm -hmm. and maybe I can improve the quality of their life if you're tracking what I'm saying. And, right. and, yeah. and so I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of paying it forward. I mean, that's not really, you know, the mighty doctor. That's just like some, some guys taught me some stuff that I was like, oh, well, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to help us live, yeah. trying to there help us live our best well, you know, lives. Right. Well, uh, allow me to return, um, re return the compliment and say that, um, mm -hmm. you know, what, what you uh, to do is, is so impressive and so needed, you know, and, and you speak from, uh, from such an important voice, you know, the, the, this is, uh, this is a disease where, where we need to, to hear from you. And, and, you know, the, the, the community needs to hear your voice. And so, you know, you, you don't have to spend your free time creating a podcast, you know, you don't have to go beyond, you know, trying to up your game and what you're choosing to do is, is really so uh, beautiful because it, you know, there are plenty of people, they, they, they don't want to think about their disease. They're happy to be treated. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they want to be treated right. and then they're going to keep on keeping on. But so, so I just want to say thank you uh, from my heart for your willingness to, to give. And, and, you know, that, that's, that's a really special thing. I mean, um, and, and, and it's not everyone that's willing to do that. And so, so, you know, from the MS community, I, I want to thank you as well. Thank, oh, thank you. you. Thank so you so humbled much for by that. that. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. You know, let, let's do it again. You know, if, if, if it makes sense, I would love to talk to you guys again. So, yes. so you know, this is just Absolutely. so much Definitely. And, and I'll look forward yes. to it. Definitely. All right. Have for a great, too. wonderful weekend. Thank you. Thank you, you too. too. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. So we will talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.